with just a 22 minute meditation technique that we develop using your breath and music that gets you into this this profound brainwave state actually you can go into focus more creativity more drive that lasts for several hours throughout the day and it can because of the way the breath modulates the body and the energy in the body you can actually become healthier have more stamina more energy to get things done during the day that is what's allowed me to create such crazy magic in my world like with the people i've met the stuff i've done like the, the way of life i now have the people i've manifested into my life the creativity the productivity on so many different levels i really do owe it to this learning these techniques of getting into these profound states of mind you got to find your element there's so many different things you can do just focus on one and do it really really well this is niraj naik the renegade pharmacist welcome to woke and wired a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship Welcome back to Woken Wired, a place where we talk about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship in the digital age. How can we harness the infinite possibilities of today's digital world to create success, fulfillment, and positive impact? And can our personal spiritual practice contribute to it? On this podcast, we talk about the how, the why, and explore paths and spiritual practices of conscious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Today, my guest is Niraj Naik, who is an ex-pharmacist turned holistic health and breathwork expert. He cured himself from ulcerative colitis and became known internationally as the renegade pharmacist. He is also the founder of Soma Breath, the global breathwork and wellness movement that's taking the world by the storm. In this interview, Niraj shares with us how he lost a sense of purpose and meaning while he was working as a pharmacist how he cured an autoimmune condition holistically, and how he made this powerful breathwork methodology his life's work and a very successful business. We talk about optimizing health versus curing an ailment, and mostly we get into behind the scenes of his business, how it generates revenue, how he created it, what role having mentors played in it, what role having Facebook ads and high ticket funnels played in the establishment of his business, the things that he has learned from his entrepreneurial journey as someone whose work has to do with expanded consciousness and altered states of consciousness, as well as the similarities between breathwork and psilocybin. So on most podcasts that Niraj has been on, he talks more about the holistic health side of his work. In this episode, we go really deep into behind the scenes of how does one go from curing himself to making that his life's work and his life's message? And how do you then create the systems and support structure to monetize it and be able to be a digital nomad while making passive income at all times? And I want to remind you that this podcast's intention is not to show you one way of doing things, but to give you different pathways that show you what's possible and how different thought leaders and conscious entrepreneurs have done it. 
so that you can see what feels right for you, what applies for you, what excites you on what feels aligned on your journey. I have also recently recorded an episode with Anna Brown, who is an Ascension coach. And once that episode comes out and you listen to it, you'll realize that her approach is completely different from Niraj's approach. This is your reminder that possibilities are endless. Make sure you choose the one that feels right for you and start applying them. Unless you start testing things on your own business, in your own life, you will not know what works for you. Before we jump into the interview, I also wanted to let you know that I have been getting lots of messages after last week's episode of how much the Sean Askenazi interview has impacted you about connecting with the divine through business. And I'm so happy it did because it really changed my life in a big way, changed my mindset permanently. I feel that way. And I hope that you go back and listen to it if you haven't already. And also in last week's episode, I mentioned that I will be creating a digital workbook that is part of my eight-week online program. And the workbook will guide you through finding your voice, finding your message, and understanding how to translate what you want to share with the world in the digital realm and how to find pathways to monetize it, how to make sure it feels aligned, and how to make sure it's realistic. I am working on that download, and if you want to be the first to hear about it, then go over to wokenwire.com slash social dash media, and make sure you sign up, and I will make sure that you hear about the download first. I also have been getting lots of messages from new listeners saying that they're just discovering the podcast and you're binge listening 30 episodes at a time. Thank you so much. It means the world. And I realized that with that, even though there's so much powerful, actionable content in the podcast and on my Instagram, there's not really a clear pathway for you to take the steps that I talk about through these episodes. So right now I am creating a page on wokenwire.com that is like a start here page that guides you through all the different things that I have already offered that you can just take and start applying, taking the steps to make sure that you feel more clear, aligned, and confident in the way that you express your message on social media so that you feel empowered and you know exactly how the money is coming into the bank. One more thing before we get to the interview. I know this is going to be of a lot of value to you. Tim Ferriss recommended this article called How to Configure Your iPhone to Work for You and Not Against You. I'm going to link that in the show notes to this episode on WokenWire.com. And it offers a list of tips and tools and small changes you can make within your phone to make you more productive. And I've already been implementing a lot of these things throughout the years. And I've gone through the list and I made some small changes to add to that. And it's absolutely life-changing. One of the things I've taken on is this app called Brain.fm. And what it offers is background ambient noise for focus, for productivity, for relaxation, for sleep, for all the different important purposes. And I noticed that usually I'm listening to Spotify playlists that have I have curated when I'm working. But it takes me away when I want to switch a song, when I want to know what the song is, when the playlist ends. There's all these factors that really take away from me being fully productive and fully present. So yesterday I've been testing out Brain FM and 
I don't think I'm ever going back. So I highly recommend checking out both that full list and brain.fm. I'm excited to keep implementing that into my life. And inspired by that article, I am working on my own article. That will be something along the lines of how to configure your social media to work for you and not against you. And that's going to include both mindset tips and very strategic, actionable, tactical tips. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share your takeaways, screenshot you listening to the episode and tag at Woke and Wired. I can't wait to see your takeaways. I can't wait to connect with you and share it with the community. And if you haven't yet taken a moment to rate and review the podcast, please do so now. Go over to the iTunes app, find Woke and Wired and leave it a rating and a review. And it will help a lot of people to find the podcast and be expanded by it and be inspired by it and be in action about things that are most important to them. I'm currently recording from the bathroom floor in my Airbnb because it's super loud outside. It seems like there's construction everywhere. So there may be a little bit of background noise. We cleaned it up as much as possible in this episode. So I appreciate your patience. Here is Niraj Naik. Niraj, welcome to Woken Wired. Where are you calling in from? I'm actually in KL right now, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And what brings you there? I'm uh, doing some work with, uh, have you heard of Mind Valley? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing some stuff with them. Currently, like about five minutes from the big Mind Valley headquarters. Awesome. Okay, so what I like to do in the beginning of the podcast, I go to your Instagram account and I read your Instagram bio out loud. And you're going to explain what it is that you actually do on a day-to-day basis. I think it's so important to bridge that gap between how we show up online and how we present ourselves and the reality of the impact we're making in the real world. Are you game? Yep, let's go. Okay, so if you guys want to follow along, it's the underscore renegade underscore pharmacist, holistic healing breathwork, ecstatic music, and natural supplements. Former pharmacist gone renegade. And it says that you're in Bali. I guess you're moving too fast for Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I can't. So tell me everything about each piece and what it is that you actually do on a day-to-day basis. Okay, yeah, that's a very uh, old bio, actually. I should probably update it. But basically, quite a long time ago, I worked as a community pharmacist in the UK. And... That's basically when I really got to understand the whole healthcare system and and what it is in the UK. And I was just extremely just disillusioned with the career, just just seeing how many people were suffering from so many different varieties of uh, illnesses, chronic illnesses, and how, how biased healthcare was towards dispensing of, of prescriptions. And I tried my hardest to help people actually get off the drugs. However, that actually kind of backfired on me on a little bit and actually had a quite a, lot, a challenging career as a pharmacist. So I actually got fired from one, one job that I had for mismanaging the pharmacy. However, I did actually get, end up getting promoted to the, one of the biggest corporations in the world, actually, who own a huge supermarket chain in the UK. And I came up with a novel concept of getting people off medications just by changing their diet. 
which actually, you know, it, nowadays it's kind of pretty common knowledge, the impact of diet on our health. But back then it was still controversial, the things I was recommending. And actually six months into this concept I came up with for, for basically getting healthy shopping lists to patients who are suffering from chronic illnesses, getting the right foods to help them with their, with their issues, especially type 2 diabetes, it was considered too controversial. I and mean, in the end, this whole idea was shelved. And that's when I really got it. Like, I just felt so, I just felt so helpless for humanity. I lost my whole spiritual connection, my sense of purpose and meaning. And I was also overwhelmed with fear of going back to my old profession as a pharmacist, like, which pretty much involved working in a, you know, cubicle like environment, dispensing pills nonstop all day long. You're just more like a, a robot working in a factory than you are to do with anything to do with actually helping people. So all of that I think compounded into me getting this autoimmune condition called osteocolitis, which left me like housebound for a, almost a year. And ulcerative colitis can be really debilitating. I had such severe symptoms. I was going to the toilet 40 times a day, bleeding. I lost 30 kg in weight. I was like almost half my body weight. I was so, so skinny. And the doctors basically said that nothing's working. You got two choices. You either try this drug that we haven't tested before, be a guinea pig for it. It might work, uh, but then there's these side effects, you know, that we haven't proven if, if it will work or not. And or the other option is to have your colon removed. So obviously, I at that age, to have a colostomy bag, I was only like 30 years old at the time, was just so disheartening. And in the end, they say that God stands with gift of desperation. But I actually had a I'd say like an act of God, somebody, dear friend of our family now, a yoga teacher in the UK called Swami Yamakananda, she came to the rescue and she basically said to me, you've got a gift, if you can heal yourself from this illness without the meds, you'd be an amazing role model, you know, you'd, you'd maybe find a new path in life from it. And she taught me like the foundations of yoga, through pranayama, Ayurveda, and that put me on a path and I just went, like I got some results from it and I started to learn as much as I possibly could about how to heal from this disease. And I started to study people who had successfully healed from them, from this disease, the kind of foods they were eating. And what really, really made the biggest impact for me was um, going deep into pranayama, actually going also back into my creativity for music. And I actually started to create soundtracks for breathing practices which actually ended up becoming my way out of the whole healthcare industry and going into what I do now. Because I started to create music for therapists. I made my own musical techniques with breath combined with it. And I had amazing success actually just helping people get off like stress-related conditions. And then I went into helping people with their diet, nutrition. I did it all on my own and I got known as the renegade pharmacist. So that actually led me to creating a website called The Renegade Pharmacist, which has a lot of my content around health. But what happened was, because I'd, I'd been able to travel and go around the world and 
meet lots of amazing people. I learned various different techniques, went much deeper into yoga and actually studied in Rishikesh with a doctor who uses yoga pranayama instead of allopathic medicine for his patients with amazing success. Also met people like Wim Hof, trained with him and became a close friend of his. Ended up doing all the soundtracks of the Wim Hof Method, which is a quite famous course that he's created around that uses a lot of breathing and ice bath techniques. And I also then went and lived in places like Bali and Kopangan, Thailand, where I started to run retreats and go really deep on all of the things that really help people be at their best, um, live at their best, at their peak. And then basically I... Over the years, I basically perfected this this special technique that's based on these ancient pranayama practices that takes you into altered states of consciousness using my music that I've produced. And it has remarkable health benefits, but it also is extremely good for your conscious mind as well and your subconscious and for reprogramming your subconscious for different like effects. So this actually became like a, this is a new course that we've created called Soma Breath. We've, we now train instructors in this. Over the last year, we've had, since we've launched, we've had over 250 instructors around the world. And it's become like the home for basically demystifying all these ancient practices that have helped me that I've put into a more accessible form that anyone can do. And the music that I've created actually guides these techniques of meditation and breathing practices in a more effortless way. So it's much more accessible. So I've kind of taken out a lot of the dogma and all the fluff that goes into a lot of these kind of ancient practices, kept it more scientific and more accessible. What was your journey from discovering these practices when you were 30 to having the courage and the clarity to create your own methodology around it. I wouldn't say this is anything like new, you know, this is thousands and thousands of years old. What I discovered that was, I think, very unique is the idea that you can put music behind these practices to enhance the effects. And what what I'm talking about in terms of practices is the breathing techniques. So in Pranayama is the ancient Indian school of, of breathing techniques. And they are like a pharmacy of different breathing practices for different effects, physiological effects. Some that work on the parasympathetic nervous system, some that work on the sympathetic nervous system. And the rhythm of how you breathe is integral to creating these effects. And music has a rhythm to it. So when you combine the rhythm with these breathing practices, you can turn on and off the various sides of the, uh, and functions of the autonomic nervous system. And what I, what I really got into was experimenting with these altered states of consciousness. In pranayama, there's one technique that's the most revered of all, which is called kumbhaka. It's all about breath retention. And I think what I have done is I've, because I've gone so deep into it, um, spent so much. I think having like an all- online kind of business where you create a lot of passive income, you do the work once and keep getting paid over and over again, like the four hour work week, gave me a lot of time, which maybe a lot of other people don't have. 
the fortune of. And it gave me a lot of time to just go deep into these practices. And in doing so, I, I just found ways to make it more fun, more effective, easier to understand, and really understanding the science of why these things work in the way they do. So I think it was a combination of like having a lot of time, being in the right environment, and going through such sheer stress that I did when I had the ulcer colitis. It really made me understand how the body works from a very deep level. Before, I was very good at getting people off, off drugs and getting people, like I'd say, 50% to their kind of potential. You know, so like getting people, curing people really, what it really means is bringing them back to how they were. But what I realized was not the cure, was actually the optimizing of health. So getting people, and not just health, but your well-being in general, and getting people into like peak potential states. And, and that came from just really, really understanding what it really means to be healthy and happy and having amazing mentors. Like I've had some amazing people in my life, you know. So I really believe that no one really invents anything. It's just a, it's really like a combination of so many different elements because we, you know, we are our environment. We become the environment. We become who we hang out with. We become the things that we read and do on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, I don't believe anyone really these days invents anything that new, you know. It's just a synergy of many different elements that already exist. So before we dive into more of the altered states and consciousness aspects of the practice, you breezed through the fact that you created an online location-independent business that allows you to have a lot of time to keep doing your own practices and playing with those different altered states. Yeah. Can you tell me a little more about the journey from, you know, being fired from your job? What were the steps you took to create your website? And then how did you start monetizing it? And how do you monetize your business nowadays? Yeah, sure. So that's been an interesting journey. You may have heard the term digital nomad. Well, I never knew what that term was, was until I first made enough money where I could be location dependent. And I went to Chiang Mai to live there for nine months. And there I discovered that there were loads of people like me who had online businesses where they were making money online and living basically the dream of, you know, earning in dollars and living off kind of much cheaper kind of way of life, much higher quality way of life that you can afford in places like Thailand. So what I realized though was that, that there's different ways to do it. You can either... And I tried everything. I tried all these different... I read a book called A 4-Hour Workweek. That was the first big aha moment. And that gave me a lot of hope, actually, that this was pos- possible because it shares a lot of stories of other people who've done the same thing. But I realized that there's a lot of people who go into these kinds of businesses thinking that it's really easy. And actually, it's not that easy. If you, What I found was if you try and create a business like that, which isn't something that you're aligned with, I just find that's when most people fail. So what I was really fortunate was that I had a lot of value that I'd gained from basically being so sick and and healing myself. And that journey itself gave me something I could share with others in the form of information. But I'm an artist, I'm a creative person. So and I'm the music 
was a big part of the of the recovery. So I thought that instead of just selling, you know, ebooks, which a lot of people do, and this four hour work week talks a lot about selling ebooks, you know, selling information in an organized way that offers a solution to a problem. I made a much more elaborate system of healing using my music as a tool for meditation. And and what I had to do in order to learn how to sell it all was study extremely, extremely, extremely hard. Like, I, I wouldn't say that this was like an overnight success or anything, but it happened to me pretty quickly. But it was because I, I went completely crazy. And I had, a hard, I had a hard work ethic ingrained into me from my parents, you know, like immigrant Indian parents. They have a lot of they're, they're all academic focused, so like studying is a big thing. So I really studied people who who I felt I could trust. There were people like Frank Hearn, who had an amazing course at the time. Um, the four-hour work week was just a door opener. I just studied, studied, and I started going to networking conferences where you had people talking on stage about the stuff. Some of them like were selling kind of pipe dreams that weren't true, and I, you know, I definitely tried a few of those out and lost a load of cash doing them as well. But eventually the thing that really started to work was just building a database of fans who are into my meditations. And it was as simple as starting to upload videos to YouTube. We're talking like 2011. YouTube was still uh, growing. You know, it was nowhere near the kind of volume that it is now. But I started to get a lot of traction. People seemed to really like my stuff. And then I figured out how to use YouTube as a promotion. Like you could promote videos, you could advertise using YouTube. So I started to promote the videos that are really popular. This helped me grow my database even faster. And I had a list, an email list, which were all fans of people who love my music. And then the, the logical question after that was I created a, a site which was a subscription where people could pay on a recurring basis as a membership. So we, we ended up growing this. I actually partnered as well with a guy in California who had a, a really big YouTube chat, YouTube following, also doing who was actually somebody who whose meditations are really liked. And he was just a young guy at the time. And I just reached out to him and said, hey, do you want to build a site? I love your, your tracks. And we, that's how we collaborated, built my first course, actually. So partnering with somebody else who's got great content is another way. However, what happened was, so I, I discovered their Mind Valley. Ironically, I discovered Mind Valley, and they had they had amazing way of selling their stuff without actually selling it. You know, they had a really good system of of marketing and selling their content. And I just went really deep on studying how they did it. And before I knew it, like I mean. Within a few years, I'm now, now like one of their authors. You know, we're working out a big deal together. I'm actually, you know, just by their office right now. So it's amazing how things can work out. You know, you put your intention to it and things can, like magic kind of unfolds. But I think it really came down to having an amazing product. I, like I've, I went really deep on having a really, making sure I had really good quality content and a great product uh, that really works that it's genuinely works and because of that i've had fans who buy keep buying my stuff and have followed me for years you know people i've i've saved their lives you know literally people who were on their deathbed like i was and now they can travel the world and do stuff so 
yeah, I think that's the key that, that we need to, to focus on. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, is really making something that you're proud of. Mm. First of all, I love Tim Ferriss too. He inspired a lot of the work that I do and a lot of the products that I produced. I'm a digital nomad as well, so I get what you're saying. And what I want to get a little more into is, you know, you, first of all, you started a membership website way before it was a big thing and everyone was doing it. I feel like now is really the golden age of masterminds and online courses and membership websites. And with you, you did it such a long time ago. So which of all these different things that you were doing ended up actually monetizing and giving you that freedom and that impact that you were looking for? And which ones have you continued to do and which ones have transformed? So things have evolved quite a bit. So now we have an actual online school of, it's called somabreath.com, which is basically all of my breathing practices and techniques put into systems. So systems that deliver a result. We have an instructor training cert certification. And the thing with certification where you basically training somebody and giving them licenses and the ability to use your content. Products like that, you can charge a lot more money. You can charge a lot higher ticket. We are now just developing an app which will have a subscription to it, which is going to be something that rivals Headspace and Calm, you know, that kind of, kind of level of app. But that's extremely expensive to build. So you need to, if you're going to do something like that, you want to have some kind of community. So we have like, we built a community through Facebook. You know, we've got like over 10,000 members who've used our uh, products and we have retreats. So we have a whole funnel of different things with different price points with very high ticket products as well so that you can actually i mean i sound like a business guy now I, i'm not even really in that any like, i have a business partner who manages all that but for the entrepreneurs listen to this if you really want to like succeed you have to be able to spend as much money as you can on paid advertising and the only way to do that really effectively in my opinion from all the experience I've had, if you're selling kind of digital stuff, you need to have a high ticket funnel. You need to have a funnel where there are, there, you can spend a lot more upfront and you can break even on the first thing that you sell. Like that's super important because otherwise you're competing with people who, who have that and it's really expensive otherwise. We also have supplements. Okay, so I have nutritional supplements, which supplements that people like love so much that they will never stop taking it. So that gives you like much longer lifetime value for customer, per customer that you, you have. So what I've created is a way of life. As an entrepreneur, I've created a way of life. And I'm not just selling like a one trick kind of miracle cure or anything like that. No, because that doesn't exist. It's actually a rational, ethical way of life that is going to give people their, their peak performance, peak well-being, peak ability to get things done, and build a career in what I do as well. So I'm, I'm pretty much certifying people in the techniques that have helped me, you know, and have amazing mentors who help with that as well. You know, so I'm, I'm actually even being mentored by Zumba, the people who you, you may have heard of Zumba, like one of the biggest fitness companies in the world who, who love what we're doing. So, but this has taken years to develop. It's not something you can just get attention of straightaways we've i've been at this 
really, really determined. I've had so many setbacks. I've been, I mean, in the beginning, there were many months where I had no idea how I was going to make any money. Somehow, like, I just paid the bills. I don't know how. I still look back on those times and think, how on earth did that happen? And actually, the membership site really, really helped because it just clicked on me. If I sell something with a very small, like, monthly charge, which isn't going to break the bank, right, for people, and they love the content, they're just never going to cancel the subscription. And actually, when you get to, if you're selling something that is like got a big potential, then the potential is massive, like on Netflix, for example. So I did kind of create and I wish I had um, not given up. I did actually like shut it down for some reason. (laughs) At some point, the first memberships I had, it was this music meditation site. I think it was because I just got so tired of having to keep doing the content. So that's something I would have If I had been a bit smarter, like back then, a bit wiser, I would have carried on growing that and found other musicians to make the content. Now that I have hindsight, the potential right now, if you have a subscription, like membership site, is huge because once you're a customer and they're paying you, like, say, 10 bucks a month, 12 bucks a month, whatever, you know, if you get a thousand people, which you can easily get online these days, you only need to sell that thing to them once and then over and over again you're going to get every month predictable income once you've got predictable income you the value of your company is so much higher than if you just have like one product that you just sell once so that's i mean we have that for instructors our instructors have a their own membership site where they get access to content every single month but the next step for us is like the app going into mobile apps because the mobile apps is the best way to consume audio content and meditation content. So that's what we're going into next. As I said, it's extremely expensive to build a, a decent app these days. So. so it sounds like you've built an ecosystem of different versions of the same methodology that apply to different people, whether they're teachers or they're doing it for their own personal interest. And it's fascinating to me because as an entrepreneur, as someone who is a solopreneur, I think so many people get lost with, well, where do I focus on? Do I create a course? Do I create a podcast? Do I start a YouTube channel? Do I do a membership site? Do I put this money into joining a mastermind? There's so many options. And did you sort of try it one by one and then create a version of that ecosystem that worked for you? Or was your method jumping into all at once? Oh, no, no, no. I definitely didn't jump into everything at once. I found like my thing, you know, that really just was my comfortable way of delivering what I have, which was YouTube. So I focused on making great content for YouTube, which was music that went into forms of YouTube videos and meditations. And that would give people a taste of what it would be, the content would be like in the membership site. And from and within the membership site, I then had a next level up, which was a more expensive course, which wasn't a membership, but it was a one-time payment. This was the first thing that I made. And I just focused on building that list. The list is really the most important thing. Build your list. Nothing else matters. Everything else actually should be just a feeder system to building that database initially, because that will pay you over and over again. And I still believe the inter- emails are super important. Now I have Instagram following. Now I have all these groups, Facebook groups and all that stuff. 
but I still believe like building your fan base is important. So a Facebook group is good. You can get some good engagement in a Facebook group, but I still think the emails are key. Like a lot of people say emails are dead and all of that. But to be honest, like most of our sales still come from when, when we send out emails, you know, most of the transactions take place through email. And I don't, I don't believe that everyone needs to start a podcast, you know, unless that is your happy meet. If that's what you love doing, if you love interviewing people, if you love delivering content through a podcast then do that, but you know, you need consistency. You need to be doing it every week without fail. You know, one of my friends is Ben Greenfield, who has a massive podcast, you know, and I used to listen to his stuff years ago. Like I used to go down to the gym and listen to his podcast every day. And I used to dream of making my own podcast like that. I never did. I never got around to it because it wasn't really my happy. I had five episodes that I've ever done, but it wasn't my happy. I never could get around to it. Maybe I should have done, but I don't know. I, I never could get around to doing it because it wasn't really my comfortable thing. But I ended up being on Ben Creeful's show, which made a huge impact to our business. So you don't have to make your own podcast, but it's, it's really useful to be on podcasts. Actually, out of we did a survey actually um, to our people who come to our retreats. And at one on one retreat where we had like 25 people came to it who had all paid thousands of dollars to be there, 50% came from listening to a podcast. So my interview on a podcast. So I really believe in the power of podcasts. And either you're going to be an interview, a guest on other people's podcasts, or you do a bit of both. You make your own podcasts. You know, so you got to find your happy meat. You got to find your element, the thing that you can just do effortlessly and consistently. There's so many different things you can do. Just focus on one and do it really, really well. Ben doesn't have YouTube videos. He may have some, but he doesn't really go deep on that. You know, he goes deep on his podcast. That's his thing that he loves to do. So with me, I just love talking on podcasts other people's I like being interviewed so you know that's what I choose to do as a way of getting traffic I love Facebook I love Facebook ads I love driving it to something where I know that if I do that x I'm going to get y back I like predictability I like consistency you know that is what we've been really focusing on and cracking that once you crack that you're gold you know because you can't spend enough money once you've cracked paid advertising you literally cannot spend enough money because you if you can turn one dollar into two dollars that's it that's the magic that's the magic so if you can get to that point then i mean and all the big companies i know they still like their 80 percent of their growth comes from paid traffic paid ads but to do that you have to have a really good product it's very hard in the days of social media and all this competition to get away with doing paid advertising on a product that nobody wants you've got to have a solid product that people really want that isn't going to get refunds that people are going to be addicted to and that's i've waited i'm telling you like a lot of what i've done has been waiting being patient one of my top mentors he discovered muse the band muse one of the biggest rock bands in the world and he said to me like as a musician you've got to be so patient with what you put out you need to wait and he was a bit of a perfectionist, but he did always say, and I think it's great advice, you need to be honest with yourself. Is this something that you really are proud of? And all the artists that are successful, they have a career tune. There's one track which 
everyone knows what it is. Everyone's heard of it. Everyone knows their Muse track, one of their famous ones, you know, and Coldplay. They all have career tunes. They, that one track that just launched them. And I do believe in that. And I, I believe with Soma, the, the way I've, I've come to it all, all come together, it's that thing. It's that element. It's, it's combined everything that I've learned and it's all come at the right time. And I think people need to be patient and not give up until they get that. Because a lot of people give up too soon as well. So, yeah. Mm, that's so important. One thing I want to comment on to offer a different perspective as well. I've tried Facebook ads for both digital products and physical products, and it just never worked for me. And I know a lot of people it didn't work for. So I think it really has to be the perfect storm of the right product, knowing that your audience is on there. Um, but it doesn't always work for everyone. And anyone who is jumping into Facebook ads, Instagram ads, I think it's important to set realistic expectations and have limited budgets to play with and test with. Because for me, I know that partnering with other aligned, like-minded people, you know, being on each other's podcasts, YouTube channels, those kinds of things that are more organic have brought me way more revenue than any paid advertising I've ever done. So I think there's multiple ways to do that. And some people crack the Facebook ads code and some don't and some are not meant to. Yeah. And actually in the beginning, it was all, for me, it was all free traffic through YouTube and joint ventures. So I think it, yeah, you have, there's so many different elements. Plus you need to know how to do Facebook. Facebook is a, is a science. I don't know how to do it myself. I have an amazing team behind it. You know, I have some of the best people working for me on that. So you've, it's, it's a science. It's very hard to just crack it on your own. Like you need some really good knowledge or skills or have a team working for you. Doing joint ventures, like or being on podcasts like that, of course. I mean, some of the, the best sales I got in one go was from being on the Ben Greenfield podcast because he endorse what we do and we still get countless you know traffic like uh, revenue from that so yeah as i said you got to find your your thing that makes it makes you really uh, just feel comfortable there's so many notes i'm taking there's so many <laughs> powerful bits of information and lessons from your entrepreneurial journey niraj that you're sharing if you were to summarize or maybe share a list of three resources or books or maybe just ways of thinking that have helped you the most on bringing this gift of your method to the world what would they be wow yeah like i'm usually being asked health related questions so this is really uh interesting to be on a more entrepreneurial focused kind of podcast and may and that has made me realize actually i because I built, I pretty much, I would say I did a lot of this myself. I mean, in the beginning, it was all me. But through that, I've got so much insight into running your own company from being a solo entrepreneur to now actually having a fully fledged company with employees and all that. And the number one, and I'm, I'm unique, I'm rare that I I've been very lucky, blessed with having a variety of different talents. Like I can make music, I can run Facebook ads, I can do YouTube, I can, you know, talk and write and things like that. But that's not everyone's going to have that, which I understand. But it also means that for a long time, I wasted a lot of time. 
I wasted a lot of time trying to do everything myself. And the number one thing I did that's, I would say, the biggest impact ever by far was getting the, the left brain for my business. Somebody who does the things that I don't, I'm not the best at. What I'm best at doing is the content creation. I'm best at fronting what we do. I have the knowledge, you know, as a pharmacist, I have the experience. I tell the story, but I have my best friend who I met. I lived in Copangan. He was my roommate, slept on the floor. He'd quit his job from Canada. We just met by sheer fate in, in Thailand. He now runs my company and me trusting in him to run it and learn marketing, I would say has changed everything for me. And every, I always say this is a joke amongst all my friends is that if you want to be successful, you need to find your Gary. You need to find a Gary because a lot of my friends are artists. A lot of them are creatives and they try and do everything themselves. They're like solo entrepreneurs and they often struggle or their growth is very slow. So I'm like, just find a Gary and trust in them. And, you know, they're all, they're everywhere. They're all around. That's the number one. And you can actually find on interns. I haven't done it so much myself, although we've done it with one person who came through a little post that I made to find an intern. You can find people you need a team, basically. That's what I'm trying to say is you need a team and you need, you need to look at what are your skills? What is it that really, if you were to go deep on, you could become an absolute master at because that's what you should be focusing on. And then you find the other people that you need to, to create the team. So the best teams are the ones where you have a variety of skills and you're not lopsided in any one area where you have a balanced kind of set of skills that the achieves a result. So I've managed to pull that all together. It's taken the time, but I've managed to do it. And, you know, so when you have a really good product as well, that actually helps because you get people who want to work for your mission. If you're a mission-driven company, people want to get behind that mission. They want to be a part of it. They want to, you know, and you can find interns who will work for a set period of time just to learn the ropes because they want to help or they want to train themselves because they want to learn skills. And then you can start forming a team. That's the number one, for me, is the number one thing. So in order to find that, you can use Facebook. You can advertise in groups. You can go to networking conferences. You know, you can go to these like marketing conferences. You can find people there. The next number one thing is mentors. So if I, I mean, that, they're both, I think, on the same level. I don't think there's one more important than the other, but that is to find people who've already got success at what you're doing. And if you can get them to invest in your company, then amazing, because then they've got vested interest in you succeeding. You know, I have somebody who's built way bigger company than what I've got right now as my business partner. He invested in me because he believed in me and what I'm doing. And that's skyrocketed business because I'm just following their model. I'm following their systems because they've already done all the hard work. So definitely getting a mentor. And then the other thing is like, I think YouTube is the best place on the planet to learn stuff you know so almost anything you want to learn if you want to learn how to play the piano like mozart you can it's all for free on youtube if you want to learn how to make a dance hit like a musical hit you can there's people who have created amazing free content that teaches you pretty much anything you need to know you don't even have to buy expensive courses i mean 
there may be enough content you can pull together on YouTube that will give you the knowledge you need in quite a lot of a variety of skills. And then if you want to go deeper, you can go to Udemy and places like that. But literally with free resources, I've managed to to learn a lot of stuff. You know, that's helped me in my business, my in many areas of my life. So I think you need to study, you need to learn stuff, you need to work hard for that. You, you should find a mentor for sure who's really successful in what you're doing. And you should build a team. Like it's being a solo entrepreneur. I mean, it was great in the beginning. I loved it. I loved the freedom. But after a while, it got a bit lonely, I have to say. And now having a team, having a company, it's just, I just wake up with such gratitude every day, you know, because I have such amazing people that I'm inspiring, I'm leading, that are all getting abundance because we're growing. And yeah, stuff like that, you know, that's, that's what I feel. This is uh, so helpful. I'm sure people listening are taking down notes. And if you guys are taking notes, I would love to see them. Please share them and tag on Instagram, both Niraj and myself, and find all the show notes on WokenWired.com. And Niraj, here's before we talk a little bit more about Soma Breath itself, my question for you is, you mentioned that you're very much into scientifically proven approach and methods. And at the same time, you're someone who spends a lot of time in altered states. So how do you combine the two in the way that you approach both your life and your business? Okay, fantastic. So that's a great question. So let's actually define what is meant by an altered state. So, so basically, we, are, we exist at different brainwaves, predominant brainwave states. So when we're like waking and conscious and we're like, like right now I'm talking to you, I'm in a beta, predominantly more beta brainwave activity, which is a focused, waking, conscious state. Most people are going to be in that during the day. When I step back and I go into more creative mode and I'm like conjuring up musical melodies and things like that, I might flow into more of an alpha brainwave state. I'm in more of a creative state. When I'm closing my eyes and I'm meditating in a sauna, for example, I start to go into that meditative state and I start going into low alpha and and even theta brainwave activities. So we're always existing, depending on what we're doing throughout the day. Like if we're sleeping, we're in an unconscious state. We're in a delta state. We're always in different brainwave states throughout the day doing different things. So we're all, we can alter states of consciousness as well using different techniques. I mean, one way of doing that is just drinking coffee. That puts you straight into a beta focus drive brainwave state. You know, smoking a joint puts you into more of that alpha dreamy creative state so there are different ways using substances against all the states but very few people know that you can alter your state within minutes um, using breathing techniques breathing is one of the most powerful ways to influence your physiology if not the most powerful because breath directly related to the production of energy in the body okay so when you breathe you breathe in oxygen oxygen comes in and it produces energy in the mitochondria in the form of atp energy and the, the spiritual people of our ancient times actually understood this very well. And actually spiritual comes from the Latin root meaning of the word to breathe, espiritu, breath. So spiritual actually means to breathe. And when you breathe in, you're inspired. When you breathe out, you expire. Okay. And that means that breath is related to thought. So when you breathe in different ways, you actually influence your thoughts. So merely breathing in creates energy. So you actually trigger 
thoughts then. So when you breathe out and extend your exhalation, hold your breath, which is a process called kumbhaka, you can actually go into altered states of consciousness simply holding your breath for periods in or out. And we actually had a recent study done on our technique, SOMA, which incorporates rhythmic breathing, because even rhythmic breathing, breathing in a rhythm, creates altered states of consciousness affecting your physiology. And when you hold your breath, and this is a sequence we created, is rhythmic breathing followed by breath retention techniques, which we call SOMA, actually has been shown in this recent study to quieten a part of the brain called the default mode network, which is realms of your ego, your conscious mind, your, sorry, your the thinking mind. It's the mind that it gives you a sense of self, who you are, your identity. It, it gives meaning to things. It's, it's what worries about stuff. It's the part of the mind where you've got a lot of thoughts going on, wondering, like, should I say that? Shouldn't I said that? Or, you know, worrying about the past and having, you know, contemplation of worrying about the future. This part of the brain is what spiritual people have been trying to bring down as in dissolving the ego to find a new altered state of perception where you can understand who you truly are. So so this technique we've discovered within 22 minutes you can go into profound altered states of consciousness where the ego dissolves. And this is very similar in brain maps to the way psilocybin affects the brain. Okay, so psilocybin magic mushrooms has been shown to have amazing results for severe depression and helping people with with kind of depressive uh, symptoms. It's just a single dose. We found that with this soma technique that we've developed in just 22 minutes creates the same profound results and actually completely dissolves the ego mind. It quiets it down completely resulting in over across the whole brain a gamma brainwave frequency and gamma predominant gamma means you're in this heightened state of inspiration and learning capabilities so we've just a 22 minute meditation technique that we've developed using your breath and music that gets you into this this profound brainwave state actually you can go into focus more creativity, more drive that lasts for several hours throughout the day. And it can, because of the way the breath modulates the body and the energy in the body, you can actually become healthier, have more stamina, more energy to get things done during the day. So that's what, I, what we've developed. And it's taken me a long time to really understand all this because I've experimented a lot with many different f- forms of state change and using like psychedelics and other things to to explore the consciousness and what is possible and i fully believe that it was the altered states of consciousness because in pranayama like breathing practices are a powerful getting into these amazing altered states of consciousness where you can reprogram the, the the subconscious mind but i really believe that my healing process core fundamental part of it was this breathing practice of rhythmic breathing in a sauna. And a sauna is another way to get into these deep altered states of consciousness. You go into these alpha, theta, brainwave states. And with the breathwork combined, you get into such powerful meditative states that you're one-on-one with your subconscious mind. And autoimmune conditions, fear manifests. So it's where you've had unresolved emotions, like anger and fear, 
that manifests as disease. And your immune system literally attacks your own cells, your own healthy cells. So instead of just going for foreign invaders, it starts to think that you are a a foreign entity too, and and your own immune system attacks yourself. So by reprogramming the operating system of the mind in these states, I believe I, not only did I heal myself, I, I really do believe that it's what's allowed me to create such crazy magic in my world. Like with the people I've met, the stuff I've done, like the the way of life I now have, the people I've manifested into my life, uh, the creativity, the productivity on so many different levels. I really do owe it to this, learning these techniques of getting into these profound states of mind. And it's not just me, like many people I've met over the years who are like I call master manifestors, all are into these kinds of techniques. They do them like religiously like I do too. Wow, you got me all riled up. I'm staying in an Airbnb that does have a sauna. So all I want to do is go there right now and do some breath work. So that leads me to the question. And I'm sure everyone listening by this point is like, so where do we do this? How do we even begin? How do we start? How do we get some of that soma breath in our lives? (laughs) So first you can go to somabreath.com and you can sign up for the free webinar. The webinar explains everything in much more depth, the science behind it, why it works, where the word Soma comes from, like the legend of it, the history of it. And then it gives you a taste of that, that experience, the 22-minute dose. We call it the daily dose. And also on YouTube, you can, you can actually go straight to YouTube and find the playlist, the Soma Awakening Breathwork playlist. In there, you'll you'll also find examples of what we're talking about. And you can also listen to a lot of the testimonials because after the 22 minutes, you want to go deeper. And we have a much more extended sequence that is done by instructors. We call it the Soma Awakening Ceremonies, which it takes you into the most profound, profound states of mind. But this has to be done by instructors. That's why we have instructor training and these are done in group workshops and classes but even just the 22 minutes alone will be game changing for a lot of people and if you do it every single day it can lead to profound benefits for your health as well Mm. i'm going to link to all of these things in the show notes so that you guys can click easily Niraj, is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you would like to share? I think uh, we covered a lot of ground. I'll leave you with one technique. So if most of the people listen to this, I assume are like entrepreneurs or want to become entrepreneurs. And you probably suffer now and then from a little bit of tension, anxiety. Okay. Now, simplest way to calm down stress response, okay, is through your exhalation. Okay, the magic of soma actually revolves around the exhalation. And when you breathe out longer than you breathe in, you turn on the parasympathetic nervous system. Okay, and simply breathing in for like four seconds, if you get a clock, breathe in for four, and then breathe out for eight. So you breathe in for your nose, you must always breathe in for your nose. Okay, but you can then breathe out from your mouth. If you double your exhale time, what happens is you start to trigger this parasympathetic nervous system. And within a 30 seconds to a minute, you would have calmed down. And slowly breathing out, okay, also actually helps you get more 
oxygen into your tissue cells. So it allows you to get the oxygen from your red blood cells into your tissue cells. When you're stressed, we often overbreathe. We have too much oxygen in the bloodstream and that oxygen stays stuck to red blood cells. In order to get the red blood cell, the oxygen where we need off the red blood cells, we need the right level of carbon dioxide. Okay. So SOMA is all about helping you understand this balance of oxygen, carbon dioxide, understanding how significant it is to your health, your well-being, your energy levels. And there's one simple technique, just breathing in for four, out for eight. You can even speed it up if you want to try and do that as well. You can experiment with the rates. So breathe in for two seconds, out for four. Um, and just do it repeatedly with no pause between the inhale and exhale will have profound benefits. So literally you just go in, two, three, four, out, two, three, four four, five, six, seven, eight. And just keep repeating that in two, three, four, out two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breath should be silent. You shouldn't be forcing the inhale or the exhale in through your nose, out through your mouth, slow, smooth, connected, no pause. Just try that and just see how you feel. And it does magic for a lot of people. Then go and try that in the sauna and then you'll see what I'm really talking about. I'm going to go test it out right now and I'm going to report back. Niraj, thank you so much for opening up your journey and sharing perhaps about things that you haven't shared about before in terms of entrepreneurship. Well, good. Much pleasure. So grateful. And everyone listening, please share your takeaways and tag us on Instagram. And let me know how trying out some of Breathwork goes. I've tried it once and I got so high that I had to pause. But I'm very excited to get back into it even more so now that we have talked. So thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and share it with a friend who you think could benefit from the message. Find all the show notes and all the resources on WokenWired.com and also join the WokenWired podcast listener Facebook group. It's a private group where you can connect with people who are like-minded and say hello on Instagram. Find me at Woke and Wired. Stay woke, stay wired, and take three deep breaths right now. <laughs>